Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to episode 260 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... How are you doing? Hello, hello. It's been a while, but I am back. <laughs> yes, yes. It's lovely to have you back on again. Uh, what, so what have you been doing? It has been a while. You're right. It has been a while. Yes. Yeah, so obviously been working. I had a bit of a week off last week. Um, I decided to go and go into, uh, go camping, basically. Get away from the inside of my uh, uh, flat and yes. go camping. Uh, and one thing I downloaded while I was away, because I'd heard a couple of people talking about it, is the mockumentary on B. BBC called The Kemp's All True. Right, um, yes. And uh, I'm, if someone had walked past my tent when I was watching it, they would just heard me properly laughing out loud. <laughs> um, it just, I think it's, it, it just is perfectly pitched at what it needs to be. So those people who don't know, The Kemp's um, are the brothers from Spandau Ballet, Gary yes. and Martin. And they're basically, it's pitched as a documentary, but clearly it's not. It's a, a complete parody of themselves. And some of the jokes are just really out there funny for you to laugh along with but the the way Gary and Martin deliver it is so serious so deadpan <laughs> anybody just wants cheering up sometimes the news is so depressing at the moment uh, but go and watch that I haven't actually watched the Bross one which a lot of people are referring to when they right. discuss it as a I comparison yes, yes the, the Bross, Bross one wasn't a mockumentary wasn't was... a mockumentary. that's what people keep saying they're like you now need to go and watch Bross and realise that wasn't a mockumentary Yes, but apparently the Kemp the Kemp documentary was already in planning before the Bross one got released, so it wasn't a case of they right. see this and they're mimicking it. It was just a different approach on the music documentary. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's what I watched when I was away. So I've had a real screen free week. Very very little has been consumed, even in the sense of podcasts. I've really been shutting myself off because such an overload during this time of like uh, being in front of a screen and media. Yeah. Um, but before I went away, I um, finished a few series and some of them we will never see again. So I finished Emergence just before I went away and it sort of did really pick up its pace towards the end and it I was did. enjoying it. And yeah. um, I was like, now they've set it up for a second season, but obviously we all knew there was never going to be a second season. And I actually kind of liked it. If they hadn't had that final scene, no spoilers here, then it would have been a perfect end, wouldn't it? To a pro- It sort of like resolved itself. Yeah. They had, they had a, like that end sequence and you're like, oh, how frustrating, oh, you know, in yeah. the, that we're never going to see that. But anyway, I finished that. I also finished I May Destroy You I, on BBC iPlayer. I haven't watched this at all yet, oh, but I know a, a lot of people are saying uh, yeah. it's very good. It's a game changer for narratives on television in my mind. I mean, if I was still a teacher teaching it, I would be encouraging my students to watch it and understand like the idea of storytelling and how someone can take it in a different way. Right. I read an accompanying article about Michaela Cole, the creator, and what she, you know, I think it was 117 drafts of that script to get where it was um she turned down a million dollar deal from netflix because she refused to give them her copyright but she's an amazing person i've always loved everything she's been in or done i am a huge fan of and this the last episode did destroy me in terms of like i was just couldn't what she did with it 
hasn't really been done narratively, but was so powerful. And so, yes, if you, you must focus when you're watching it, it's not something you can watch while cooking your dinner or texting your friend or playing an app. It, you've yeah. got to really take it in. So I would wholly recommend that. And I actually think it would be one of the very few things I don't do too often that I'd go back and watch again because to take in all those little bits that she puts in there, a lot of Easter eggs and things like that is really good. Yeah. That, so that's one I need to go and watch, I think. Gray absolutely recommends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finished Harley Quinn, the the The, the animated. Yeah. I, I loved that series. I really, really love really loved it and and for me I, th- I think i know a lot about the dc universe but actually it gives me a nice humorous comical insight to another angle of the universe and i really like it and the, the creators of this are almost doing better than the dc live action world at the moment well, i like it. Yeah. yeah it is a much better take actually on harley and much closer to the comic book version i think there are elements in both of them that sort of work but um i i really like this version of harley i like the fact that it's it's kind of gone not x-rated but certainly r-rated i mean you know they're not afraid to use the language you can get away with a lot more because it's animated as well i just it's really really fun and the second season seems to have gone down incredibly well as well which we Um, haven't had yet i hope they bring it i know channel four have really slowed down the release of a lot of their stuff to give them autumn programming well i've I've noticed a lot's gone missing we we Um, hope it's that because agents of shield has been dropped entirely for its final season we still haven't had dates for the second season of charmed we still haven't had dates for the 100s final season so i don't know whether it's they're delaying stuff for autumn programming on e4 i don't know whether it's just a case of financially they can't do it right now yeah but Um, i mean gold goldbergs has gone missing the final perception of that Uh, blackish hasn't come back yet duncanville played five episodes and then dropped and i saw they tweeted saying it's coming back later on in the year i just kind of think like that they're playing some they're doing something either finances or their scheduling is trying to stretch out what they're going to bring but yeah harley quinn while it was there i I sort of binged that and that was really good yeah what we do in the shadows season two i finished that um again so funny i I actually watched a lot of it while building a piece of furniture and (laughs) the distraction because some of the funny pieces in it was just i hope my furniture stands the test of time (laughs) Uh, and then little fires everywhere if anybody has seen the the amazon program there reese with a spoon and kerry uh, washington the highlight for me is they do an episode and this isn't a spoiler they do an episode which goes back in time to uh, when the both actresses were younger the actresses they had play reese with a spoon and kerry washington are just phenomenal <laughs> at playing reese with a spoon washington <laughs> i couldn't get over it i thought at first it might be like some cgi stuff but then i looked on imdb and these two actresses that play the younger versions of the two characters I don't know if they studied them, spent weeks with them, but they were, it was really good. Wow. Um, it's its a really good drama. A lot of my friends around me said they've read the book and actually the drama does it justice. But yeah, it's got a lot of comments on class, on race, on gender, on um, the whole like relationships between parents and children and sexuality. There's so much in there. Really good. Uh, but it is eight one hour episodes on Amazon. So if, you, if you're going to go in for that, it's a real long haul, but I really enjoyed that yeah just on my watch list things i've decided to get back into as we know summer is generally a little bit quiet for new things coming in so it's probably my time to start digging out some of my old list and start trying to watch those so i saw they released series one of fbi in advance of series two so i've put the rest of series one on my watch list which i didn't finish when i lost sky last year and and i'm up to season two of the sinner so i wanted (laughs) to watch season three so i've been through season one i know they're anthologies but i wanted to get a grips to like yeah. the story so i'm i'm start i'm episode two or three of season two to get myself to season three so that's on my watch list and also my guilty pleasure i, I didn't put it on my list notes dave but um high school musical the musical <laughs> series Matt's been watching that as well <laughs> I, the high school musical is the thing that completely bypassed me i was too old for it when it came out so i i'm aware of some of the music and stuff because it's out there but uh, uh, i mean yeah. i wouldn't i didn't think i'd watch it but i'm there trying to justify it and going it's a, like a modern family type show where you get a bit of the action and the comedy and then it it cuts to the character having a conversation to the camera right so it's got that style which i kind of like yeah it's a bit cheesy but 
you know what i'm loving it got about three episodes left (laughs) Uh, and obviously uh, as um the the film the big film that i sort of sat down for this month was hamilton released a few weeks back i had not seen it i had not had the fortunate chance to go and see it in the theater so watching it and tv was my first go and oh my word it i then spent 10 days just playing the track on cycle yes (laughs) um but no absolutely phenomenal really stunning i was glued to the tv that whole evening i really loved it i'm singing the songs and i just think it was a fantastic idea for disney to bring it to um disney plus for allow us all to experience it and even though i've seen it i still think i now still want to see it on stage it's not removed that for me it's not like oh now i've seen it i don't need to see it i actually want to go and see it more now and i think that's a real good thing so yeah hamilton and that very much yes i'm very much with you on that i loved loved the music from the first moment i heard it i haven't managed to get to see it yet either but i loved seeing it that version of it because it's the original cast Mm. and uh, jonathan goff is just phenomenal in that as as, uh, the king and uh, i mean the entire cast is amazing one of the things i think i said this last time when i was talking about it before if you watch bull the guy that plays washington in it is the guy that plays chunk in bull and you're like i i didn't know that and and it's one of those things where he first walks out on stage you go hang on is that wait a minute <laughs> so. <laughs> no, it's just i mean i i think it's brilliant and and that sort of that was a brilliant start to the month to watch hamilton mm. i mean i did follow up by watching frozen 2 as well but we won't talk about that right now that's right. obviously <laughs> you know that's 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 by the by all right so that is me that's what i've been doing or sort of running you know sort of really going ahead to summer with not much to watch um what have you been doing in the last week dave well i'm in the same sort of boat you know things are sort of slowing down so i have got a few things which i'm watching you know week to week but i've tried to pick one show and you know things that i watched one episode of previously and thought oh i'll go back and watch that and then haven't got back to it so i tried to pick one show to focus on so i've been watching warrior nun which i'd watched a couple of episodes of and then i'd gone on to kind of try and watch some other things and i went back to uh, this is the netflix series it's an adaptation of a comic book although it, it wildly differs from the comic book it's from simon barry who is the person that made things like continuum and there was a there was a ghost show which i think ran for one season on netflix as well i can't remember what that was called but um i really like this series it's centered around this girl who at the start of the show she's laid up in bed she's unable to move she's been paralyzed she's been in a car accident at a young age she dies and she's part of this convent and while she's in the morgue this fight breaks out between a group of these warrior nuns and these demons and there is a a thing which is a sort of halo that they're trying to hide from the demons and they shove it into her body to try and hide it and it brings her back to life that's the sort of basic uh, setup as you do <laughs> and, and and gives her a certain amount of powers so she now finds herself thrust into this world which she doesn't really want any part of she's wonderfully played she's incredibly snarky there is something rather buffy-esque about her as a character in that you know she's quite young she's sort of 17 18 she doesn't really want to be involved in any of this she's kind of had it all thrust upon her and the first season is quite a lot about that about the fact that she's kind of been given suddenly given this destiny which she doesn't really want to have anything to do with you know she spent her entire life basically in a bed and now finds she can walk and do things so she wants to go out and live life and she's been told no you have this destiny it's really really well written it's funny there's some good action sequences in it it's 10 episodes episodes long and does end up on quite a cliffhanger so i'm going to be very disappointed if they don't bring that back for a second season because it's a quite a brave thing to do for a netflix show is to end it on a major cliffhanger i'm really really hopeful that they bring that back but i would urge you to go and watch it particularly if you're a fan of those kind of buffy-esque sort of shows it's very well written the humor is really good there is obviously stuff to do with kind of demons and angels and and that sort of thing although they do twist that 
to a certain extent to add some scientific stuff in there as well. So it becomes a little bit sci-fi as well as being a bit supernatural, which I rather like. I think that's an interesting way of, of doing it. But uh, that's worrying. And so the whole season one is on Netflix right now. And I really do hope they bring that back for another season. I've read a lot about it. And it's it's um, also Cursed coming out like a week later as well. They're, yes. they're two programs I've become really interested in. But obviously with my week holiday, I haven't really got around to turning Netflix on yet. So uh, yeah. I still definitely on my list of things to watch. Kirsty, I think is probably the next thing I'm going to be working my way through because I watched the first episode of that, quite enjoyed it. So that will be the next one I think will be the show that I work my way through. Quibi released a trailer for The Fugitive. I don't know whether you saw this, but um, Quibi, you may or may not know, is this new streaming service, which the unique sort of thing about it is it's designed primarily to work on mobile and all the episodes are sort of 10 minutes long. So it's quick bites is what they're referring to it as. They've got some great shows on there. They are essentially, I mean, I say shows in kind of air quotes because they tend to be 10 episodes long and they're kind of 10 minutes each. So it's about the length of a feature movie rather than a series, just chopped up into bits. But there have been some great things on there. They've got a version of The Fugitive coming out. It stars Kiefer Sutherland and Boyd Holbrook, who uh, Boyd Holbrook, you might know from Narcos, was probably the biggest thing he's been in. It's premiering in August. I'm really interested and excited to watch this because I really like The Fugitive. It's Kiefer Sutherland back doing his kind of FBI thing Thing. It's actually one of the guys behind it is one of the guys behind 24 as well. So it's very much him back in a kind of 24 type groove, which I rather like. And I think it, it could work really well. Trailer looks good. I, I will be watching that. The only issue I have with Quibi is the price because it's something like $7.99 a month. And that's prohibitively expensive for the service that it is. There is some great stuff on there, but it needs to be much cheaper than that, I think. But you can get it if you want to get it and you can put it on for a month and turn it off if you want to kind of go and binge through a few things. As I said, they are relatively short because they are 10 episodes, 10 minutes long. So you can probably binge through everything quite easily that you would want to watch in a month without any problem at all and just turn it back off again. So it might be worth paying the sort of $7.99 to do that. The other thing I wanted to mention was Hannah, which I finished last week and we talked about last week. I've got two interviews coming up this week. I've actually done already, but we'll go out this week. One is the editor for it, one of the main editors for it, which is Morton Hoybia and Ollie Downey, who is a British cinematographer, and uh, he worked on, I think, five episodes. They're heavily involved in Hannah. If you like that show, those are going to be really interesting interviews to watch. So that, keep an eye out for those. They'll pop up in the feed or go to the website. You'll be able to find those later in the week. The other big thing, of course, that's taking up my time this week is Comic-Con at Home. That was a whole multitude of panels. This is the big San Diego Comic Con, which of course couldn't take place in person because of the pandemic. So they recorded a whole load of panels and put them online. Uh, I don't know whether you've managed to, if you've been on holiday, you probably haven't, whether you've managed to see any panels from this. I have been so deprived of screens. It's, <laughs> it's not because the signal was also so bad. I'm just trying to get used to use a computer again. <laughs> I haven't, I'm afraid. No, I haven't, I haven't seen any, but I know there's lots of links that um, are coming up on Geek Town, so I'll probably access a few of those. Yes, there are a lot of links up on Geek Town for those. Amazon did a huge, huge panel with a whole bunch of their shows. So there was Truth Seekers, which is the new Simon Pegg, Nick Frost show. There's a trailer up on that, and there was a panel for that. There was a really interesting panel on Utopia, which is the Amazon remake of the somewhat beloved Channel 4 series that was uh, cut down very much too early. There is a panel for that as well. They did a panel for Upload, the brilliant, brilliant comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a panel for the boys as well. And they put some uh, clips and stuff. And that was them talking about season one and stuff that's coming in season two. So there was all those. There was a huge bunch of Walking Dead stuff. And we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, yeah, a whole load of Walking Dead panels. There was a panel for Hellstrom, which is a new Marvel series, which hasn't got a UK date yet, but that's coming to Hulu in the US. US. There was a panel for For All Mankind, which is a brilliant Apple TV Plus series, and they showed a trailer for the second 
season of that. Some of my favourite panels, there was an evening with Kevin Smith, which was just Kevin Smith talking for an hour. And I could listen to that man talk all day. I find him fascinating. He can talk for England. He's just brilliant, brilliant guy. So I really enjoyed watching that. And there was a conversation with Nathan Fillion, which was basically Nathan Fillion and a whole bunch of people that he worked in the past from people from Firefly, people on The Rookie, people from Castle, and him just chatting about, you know, experiences and, you know, where he's at and where the other people are at and stuff that they did together. Uh, So that's another panel called Conversation with Nathan Philly, and that's worth looking at as well. So there's a whole bunch of other things from, you know, stuff to do with The Mandalorian, looking at the gadgets and stuff. There's a whole bunch of comic creator stuff. Really interesting. If you go to Comic-Con International YouTube page, all the panels are up there, so you can go and find them on there. That's the best place to go and look for them. Uh, Amazon have some of their links to some of their panels on their site as well. So uh, there's lots and lots of stuff to get through if you're interested in any of that stuff. That's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So we kick off the TV and film news with renewals. We've got Burden of Truth has been renewed for a fourth season. Unfortunately, we still don't have a UK broadcaster for it since the disappearance of Universal Channel. So we still haven't had season three yet. I am hopeful that Sky Witness relent and decide to put it on because they put on some of the other Universal shows, but that one hasn't made it across yet. So and Resident, and Resident Day. Yes, and Resident. I know Resident is still missing and private eyes is still missing that's the other one as well so those are the shows that are still missing it's a canadian show burden of truth and they have renewed it for a fourth season so at least it's still going when it eventually hopefully gets picked up somewhere uh hbo have renewed perry mason for a second season as well that's another one i watched one episode of i i struggled a little bit with the first episode of it. same here same here so slow wasn't it yeah it got interesting towards the end but i i that first episode i just dragged for me a lot i want to like it a lot more than i did and i feel i need to go and watch more of it because i don't want to just judge it on the first episode it may pick up further along but uh yeah they've renewed that for a second season so that will be coming back they've also renewed something that we kind of knew already but uh out of banks which is surprisingly brilliant netflix series which i've described in the past as being sort of the goonies meets a CW show. It's a wonderful action adventure with a sort of coming of age thing thrown in. It's about this bunch of kids that are trying to find a treasure, but there's lots of great stuff in that show. I really enjoyed the first season of it. We kind of knew that it was probably coming back for a second season because we've interviewed some of the people involved with it and they were sort of saying, yeah, well, we'd be shooting if it wasn't for the virus right now. So we kind of knew that they were probably going to renew it, but they have officially confirmed this week that that is going to be coming back for a second season so i'm very happy about that it's well worth watching i mean it is a teen drama but it is well worth watching it's a very very well written one and uh, it's beautifully shot as well and the boys is going to be back for a third season before the second one has even arrived which is out i think september early september that arrives they've announced that that will be back for a third season which i'm very very happy about they've also said it's getting an after show because one of the things about season two and a couple of other shows actually on amazon they are not releasing everything at once they're sort of doing what apple did and this seems to be the way they're starting to release new shows dropping three episodes 
episodes at once and then releasing it weekly. So they're going to be doing that with the boys. They've done it with, I can't remember what else it was, but there was something else they've decided to release that way as well. They're going to be dropping three episodes first and then going to be releasing it weekly. The advantage of that is it means they can now do an after show. So they are going to be putting that up as well. That actually starts the week before the boys launches with a sort of retrospective of season one. Then they will drop three episodes and then they'll be after shows every week as the new episodes come out as well. So um, mm, interesting. I'm quite happy about that. No cancellations this week, but we have got a bunch of advanced air dates. As I mentioned earlier on, they released a trailer for Utopia. It is coming in autumn 2020, that show. It's really interesting, that trailer. Uh, if you didn't know the Channel 4 show Utopia, it's a very kind of strange idea about this group of kids that are obsessed with this comic book. It's called Utopia and things become rather strange where they bump into one of the characters who the comic book is seemingly based on. And it turns out that it might not be quite as fictional as they believe it was in the first place. And there is this weird mystery at the centre of it. The sort of idea was the guy went slightly mad writing it. So the original Channel 4 drama was a really, really strange one. I'm very intrigued to see how it translates. They have added some characters in and altered the story slightly in this version. It's by Gillian Flynn, who was the writer of Gone Girl and Sharp Objects. So... It's got a decent writer behind it, you know, somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm. I'm very, very interested to see how they handle it, but the trailer looks intriguing. It sounds like it's going to be different enough to the UK version that it's going to be kind of worth watching without you knowing exactly what's coming. Plus, the UK version didn't actually finish. It was cancelled after two seasons, I think, or maybe three seasons. So, um, yeah, I'm very interested to see where they go with this it sounds like it could be quite good it's got a good cast as well you've got John Cusack in the cast and Corey Michael Smith from Gotham and a few other names as well so yeah I'm I'm looking forward to that one I think that could be quite good that's coming in the autumn that they've announced um, they've begun filming on Death in Paradise for the 10th season as well it's been announced on the BBC we haven't got an actual date for that yet but they are filming again so it's quite possible it might hit its normal air date which is around february usually but they are filming again in i think it's guadalupe they should in mm. uh, for that I, I was reading your article and quite an interesting set of cast changes um there's, there's quite a few have changed and so they're bringing back an old character which i thought was quite interesting i really do love the the setup of that program it's quite a traditional whodunit and crime procedural and uh, yeah it's very interesting i'll be looking forward to that returning yes i don't really watch it but yes they have changed a few of the cast members you've got a couple of older cast members leaving they're bringing somebody back you obviously got had a lead change last season as well so it's going to be the first full season with him in charge it could be interesting but that yes that is back to filming which is good news if you're a fan of that and the walking dead they've announced a whole bunch of things for that basically if you like zombies october is the month for you in fact there's a lot of horror stuff coming out towards the end of the year zombies invading in october i mean not in real life although this is 2020 so who knows zombie invasion in the middle of 2020 would not be off the cards at this point i don't think (laughs) um but uh yeah lots of zombies on screen at least anyway in october you've got the finale in air quotes finale of season 10 of the walking dead that is arriving october 5th it airs on uh, fox uk that turns up so that will be an episode on its own although they have then announced that they've added six more episodes which are going to air in 2021 to season 10 and then they'll go on to season 11 so although that is technically the finale and is what was supposed to be the finale there are actually going to be six more episodes of that season afterwards (laughs) just to confuse things (laughs) maybe they're going to reveal that the start of uh, walking dead season one was actually 2020 (laughs) yeah maybe they are maybe they are Um, so uh, yeah that that's going to be kind of interesting i think they haven't sort of confirmed why they've done that but the thing that makes sense to me would be if they aim to get those six episodes out in February because if you watch The Walking Dead you know it's split into two halves and the first half starts in October the second half or 
always airs in February. And I think what they're trying to do is get six episodes together that they can put out in the traditional February slot, which is when the second half of the season would air. That then means that season 11 will start in October and you're not going to have like a huge gap before you get the next season. So mm. I, I think that's probably why they're doing it is to fill that February slot and make sure they've got them in there. So hopefully they can get back to filming those and, uh, you know, they'll be out in time for, for February. I don't know that for a fact, but that's what makes most sense to me. So we'll see. Following that, you've then got The Walking Dead World Beyond. And if you're in America, that's all on AMC. Because this is the UK, that's going to be on Amazon Prime. So, uh, yeah, you can kind of go and watch The Walking Dead finale. I would advise you watch the finale before you go on to World Beyond because that's how they're designed to watch. And I have this sneaking suspicion there is something in The Walking Dead Season 10 finale which will tie directly into The Walking Dead World Beyond. So I would wait until the evening of that Monday and then go on to watch World Beyond, which is also dropping on Monday the 5th of October on Amazon Prime. So although it'd be available beforehand, I would actually wait and make sure that you uh, you watch the finale first. I'm looking forward to that. World Beyond does look interesting as a series. It's a sort of teen-led spin-off. They have put a trailer up for that as well. I'm really interested to see that show. It does have a much more teen coming-of-age vibe to it, which is really interesting to see in The Walking Dead universe because it, it feels a little lighter than some of the others, certainly from the trailer they put out. So I'm very intrigued to see how that works. We won't know until it comes out, but 5th of October for those two. Then Fear the Walking Dead, which is the other show that airs on AMC or premieres on AMC over here and in the US. So that will be going out on the Monday, the 12th of October. So a week later, that premieres on AMC UK. It will then appear on Amazon Prime a few months afterwards. We don't know exactly when that will land. Fear the Walking Dead Season 5 has only just landed on uh, Amazon Prime UK this week. It lands on Wednesday. So there is quite a gap between it airing on AMC UK and it airing on Amazon Prime, but nothing we can do about that, unfortunately. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's kind of annoying that they're all in different places, but it's not overly impossible. They are all airing next day in most cases and they're not like directly crossing over. So it's not like an issue that we had with Arrowverse. It's not that sort of thing. They are a connected universe, but they don't directly connect with each other. So uh, you, you find the fact that they're on different channels. I am looking forward to those coming back, though. Moving on, but sticking with Amazon, uh, they have announced that they've picked up an adaptation of Brian K. Vaughan and Cliff Chang's Paper Girls graphic novel, which we actually talked about this last year some time ago I think July last year so almost a year ago if you're unfamiliar with the book it tells the story of four 12 year old newspaper delivery girls who in the early hours of Halloween in 1998 uncover the most important story of all time when the town is struck by an invasion from mysterious force from the future the girls soon find themselves unwittingly caught in a conflict between two warring factions of time travellers as they travel between our present and the past and the future they encounter future versions of the cells and must now choose to embrace reject their fate i have read the book for this it's really good fun and it's a bit wacky and kind of out there and i rather enjoy it though i get the impression this may have a kind of stranger things vibe to it given that it's set in the 80s or late 80s the moment you read that out in my head i was like oh this is stranger things maybe told from a girl's point of view but the yeah. time travel makes it that that different it would be remark it will be different mm. away from from Stranger Things. Yeah, it's got quite a good writer behind it. It's um, Stephanie Folsom, who is the co-writer of uh, Toy Story 4. She's obviously kind of knows what she's doing. She's going to be showrunner alongside the guys that were writers and creators and showrunners of Halt and Catch Fire for Amazon as well. It's legendary television who produced some pretty good dramas and Brad Pitt's Plan B who made things like 
12 Years a Slave and Moonlight. They're the production companies behind it. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting one. But they've officially green that, lit that. It is going to be a series. I think that's going to be one to look out for. Don't know when it'll land yet. Obviously, nobody's shooting anything right now. So it's going to be at least 2021 before we see anything. It could even be 2022 before that drops. So I'll have to wait and see. Moving back to UK stuff, BritBox has commissioned four exclusive original dramas. And I know a lot of people in the UK probably don't have BritBox because why would you in most why? cases? I know that I talked to Matt about this. Why? <laughs> um, and, and I mean, one of the problems they have had with the service that they've got is, is it's like, well, half of the content on there is stuff that you can get off the BBC iPlayer and ITV Hub. So why would you be paying for it? So really to be able to sell it properly in the UK, they need original shows on there. They Mm. have got um, the Spitting Image series coming. We know that's coming, which might draw some people in. They have now commissioned four new original dramas as well, and they have gone quite out to pick some really interesting things. They've got one called The Beast Must Die, which is an original British five-part revenge thriller, tells the story of a grieving mother who infiltrates the life of the man she believed killed her son. Stars Kush Jumbo, who was in The Good Wife, The Good Fight, and Deadwater Fell. Billy Howell, who was in Mother, Father, Son. Nathaniel Parker, who was on The Outcast of Vanity Fair. It's based on a novel by Nicholas Blake. It also looks like it's going to have Jared Harris from Chernobyl, The Crown, Mad Men, and a whole bunch of other things in it join the cast as well. He, I don't think he's properly signed on yet, but it sounds like that he's going to be joining the cast for it. It's directed by the person that directed Tolkien, the movie. I think that sounds like it could be kind of an interesting idea, and it certainly seems to have a solid group of uh, people behind it. I just think randomly it'll be made available on one of the other channels. I bet they don't do themselves a, a good well, service. They'll they'll put it on there for a limited time, I imagine, and then it'll get a broadcast. It's, this just seems maybe. to be like a, a weird marketing with BritBox, doesn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know is the, the thing at the moment. I mean, they are saying that these are going to be exclusive to BritBox. If they stay on BritBox for X amount of time and then get sold onto like ITV or BBC, that sort of kind of defeats the purpose of it. Mm. But we'll, we'll see. They've also pulled quite a big name. They've got Irving Welsh from Trainspotting fame. He is adapting his own book, Crime, into a new TV series as well. It's his first TV drama. He's doing it alongside his long-standing screenwriting partner, Dean Kavanagh. It's set in Edinburgh. It's directed by James Strong, who was the person behind Liar and Broadchurch. It stars Dougray Scott from, uh, well, currently starring in Batwoman, but, you know, Missile Impossible 2 and a whole bunch of other things. As Detective Inspector Ray Lennox, who is investigating the disappearance of a schoolgirl while battling his own personal demons. It's produced by Buccaneer Media, Tony Wooden, Dugray Scott. So he's involved behind the camera as well. Evan Welsh is exec producing and it's done as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the book at all. So I don't know the story particularly well. But the fact that it's Evan Welsh and he's the guy behind train spotting, I think really that's got to be deserved to watch, I would have thought. <laughs> and then we have Magpie Murders as well. This is adapted from the best selling author of Alex Ryder and Foyle's War, Anthony Harowitz. It's described as a beguiling murder mystery with a solution that's both astonish and shock viewers. The plot revolves around the character of Susan Ryland, an editor who is given an unfinished manuscript of author Alan Conway's latest novel, but has little idea that will change her life. I mean, it's Anthony Horowitz, who is a solid writer. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually adapting it himself as well. So yeah, and that's called Magpie Murders. Again, they've gone for another really high-end, high-profile guy to do these adaptations. They're really not pulling punches when it comes to this. Uh, Spy Amongst Friends is the last one. This is based on real events and follows the defection of notorious British intelligence officer and KGB double agent Kim Philby through the lens of his complex relationship with MI6 colleague and close friend Nicholas Elliott. The drama examines the espionage through their friendship, the fallout of which affects the East-West relations to this day. So it's not a story I know, but it's based on Ben McIntyre's book of the same name. 
It's from a former exec from uh, Homeland, the TV series. It's got Nick Murphy, who directed Save Me in the Last Kingdom and The Hot Zone, which is a great show set to direct. There's not officially any casting attached, but it is believed that Damien Lewis from Billions is circling the role of Elliot and Dominic West is looking at the role of Philby. So if they can land those two, I think out of all of them, that's the one that I'm most excited about because I love those kind of crime thrillers. It's from one of the guys that was involved in Homeland. I adore both Dominic West and Damien Lewis. I think that could be really, really something special. They all sound like they could be really good dramas it's, and uh, and I hope that it does do something for BritBox and gives them that audience they need because, again, a lot of money's being spent on them. So good actors, good writers, good production teams. So um, they sound potentially quite strong. Just maybe it'll, they'll find its niche in some of its own creations. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I really do. I mean, it, it's an odd one. When they said they were launching that in the UK, when they said they were launching BritBox, I think everybody went, huh? why um so it's interesting but we'll see i mean hopefully having some original content on there if they they're not tempted to sell them onto other things hopefully the other thing of course is it depends whether they are going to have exclusivity deals because none of those are made directly by the bbc or itv studios by the looks of things they're all made by external companies Mm. which usually means that they're only exclusive for a limited time so you are probably right they probably will end up getting sold onto other So we'll have to wait and see. But it could be one that's worth turning on BritBox for a little bit just to be able to watch some of those when they get released. No release dates for any of those yet. They've just announced that they're they're doing them. Um, Interesting one dropped today as well. Netflix have ordered another live action spin-off series based on The Witcher called The Witcher Blood Origin comes from Declan DeBrabber and Lauren Schmidt-Hisrich. Lauren is the exec producer and showrunner on the main Witcher show. Declan is somebody who was a writer on one of the on The Witcher and also wrote quite a lot of the originals as well. They're doing this new it's a limited series. It's only six episodes and the idea is is that it's going to tell the origin origins of the witcher so it's set in an elven world 1200 years before the witcher and would tell the story lost to time the origins of the very first witcher and the events that lead to a pivotal conjunction of the spheres where the world of monsters men and elves merge to become one so that's the idea behind it i think this is really interesting because they've announced out off the bat yes it's a spin-off but it's it's just a six episode limited series it tells a little bit of the story from another part of the world the original author of the witcher is heavily involved in it as a creative consultant as well so it's not them kind of taking the idea of the witcher and running off with it on their own he is involved with it he is helping craft the world he sort of said that he's excited the world of the witcher as planned from the very beginning is expanding i hope this will bring more fans to the world of my books i'm sure he does <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah i'm i'm quite intrigued by this did you watch the the Witcher TV series? No, it never really appealed to me. Um, and I actually saw this news drop today as well, and I was a bit like, "Oh, that." So it's obviously got a good following and a good audience, but yeah. I, it's not really my cup of tea. So. Right. I really, really enjoyed that first series. It's a little confused in places, and we've spoken about this before. One of the biggest problems is it jumps around in time a lot and gives you no either visual or even text idea of which part of the time period you're in. So with the main series, you'll be watching one scene and then the next scene will have a character that died one episode ago and you're like, "Uh, okay, Mm. so we're in a different type, you know. But usually you'd have some sort of visual reference, like they changed the colour filter on it or you'd have, you know, something that says previously or you get some sort of, but there's none of that. It just kind of, merges all together which makes it a bit more confusing than it possibly needed to be but in terms of what they did I thought it was a really really solid story and I think they realised that that was a mistake because Mm. they released a timeline online afterwards to kind of show where everything connected together so I think they realised that might have been a little bit of a hiccup and they needed to point that a bit more so and there was a reason for doing it which I'm not going to explain but it 
it should have resolved that going into the next season. There shouldn't be quite as much messing around with time in the next season. Certainly this limited series, I doubt, will have that problem. But uh, it's called The Witch of Blood Origin and uh, it's six episodes. It's a one-off. I I rather like this idea of doing these little satellite things, though, of sort of, if you want to fill out some of the history, it's like doing a a kind of little short story that's attached to a main novel. The creative ways of storytelling is it's a new ways of the creators finding audiences to access their programs. I quite like it. Yeah, I mean, they're doing that a little bit with The Walking Dead, like The Walking Dead World Beyond. When they announced The Walking Dead World Beyond fairly quickly afterwards, they said it will be two seasons and that's it. So they're doing the same sort of thing with that in that they are planning other spin-offs, but they're time limiting how long those spin-offs will be. So it will be a self-contained story and Um. it's to tell a specific thing. And then that can get weaved back into something else or it can spawn something else. You know, so I quite like how they're playing with this format a bit on TV shows now, which is something the books and stuff have always done and comic books and things. It is actually a very much a comic book type thing of doing like little one shots or spin offs or big spin offs. So, you know, it's, it's much more of a sort of comic book thing of you might have like a little limited thing that ties into a bigger story. So mm. I like the fact that they're doing this with the TV shows. I think that's really interesting. And lastly, speaking of The Walking Dead, this isn't actually Walking Dead related, but it involves a lot of The Walking Dead cast and it involves Robert Kirkman, the man that in- invented The Walking Dead. He has a new animated series coming to Amazon called Invincible, which uh, we've known about for a while. We knew that Stephen Young, who played Glenn on Walking Dead, he's playing the lead in it. It follows the story of Mark Grayson. He is a teenager whose father just so happens to be the most powerful superhero on Earth called Omni-Man. He's going to be played by J.K. Simmons. Shortly after his 17th birthday, Mark begins to develop powers of his own and enters into his father's tutelage, only to discover that Omni-Man's legacy might not be quite as heroic as it seems. I like the setup for the story. It is a little bit the boys by the sounds of it. We did talk about this a little bit last week, I think. They have announced a whole bunch of more cast, and most of them are the Walking Dead cast. So you've got Corey Peyton in there, who plays Ezekiel. Um, he's playing a character called Black Samson. Lauren Cohen is in there. She's playing a character called War Woman. Sonequa Martin-Green is playing Green Ghost. Chad Coleman, who is also a Walking Dead cast member, he's playing Martian Man. Michael Kulditz, he's playing Red Rush. Lenny James is in there playing Darkwin. Ross McQuand, who, if you've ever seen any videos of Ross McQuand, you know how much of a brilliant mimic and voice artist he is. He's actually voicing two characters, the Immortal and Aquarius. They're all members of a group called the Guardians of the Globe, who are the world's premier superhero team. So I like the fact that they've kept all of them together as well. That's one thing. So they've added all those people in. They join people like Zazie Beetz, who was Domino in Deadpool, who plays Mark Grayson, the Invisible's girlfriend. Andrew Reynolds, who is from Girls, he plays Mark's best friend. You've got Walter Goggins from Justified, who voices government liaison Cecil Stedman. Mark Hamill is in there as the superhero Taylor Art. Got Gillian Jacobs from Community, who plays Atom Eve. Jacob Mazukas from Big Mouth, who voices Rexplode. And lastly, Seth Rogen from, well, being Seth Rogen more than anything else, Alan the Alien, he voices. So I, I love the cast for this. I think it's fantastic. I really like the setup. It's going to be an animated thing. They haven't given an exact date, although we are expecting it to come out later this year. But uh, yeah, we did talk a bit about that last week. But I like the fact that he's just turned around to the Walking Dead cast and go, hey, do you want to be in the other show as well? And it's an impressive voice cast, even the extra people <laughs> yeah. that are from the Walking Dead. That's an impressive voice cast. Yeah, and I rather like that he sort of kept his Walking Dead family together because a lot of those, a couple of them are still involved on Walking Dead shows. A lot of them are people that have left. Lauren Cohen kind of left and came back. Sunita and Martin Green's no longer on there. Michael Cudlis is no longer on there. Um, Stephen's not on there. Chad's not on there. So, you know, it, it's a group of people that were sort of previously involved quite a lot. Of but uh, I love the fact that he's bringing them all back together for this. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it sounds like it could be a really fun show. So like I say, I don't know exactly when that's going to land, although I believe it's going to be noted in, in the year. But uh, yeah, definitely one to look out for, I think. That. And that's called Invincible. So uh, that's all the news we've got for this week. Next, we'll move on to the highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> 
So, highlights for next week. Uh, more Walking Dead stuff. Fear the Walking Dead, as I mentioned earlier. That is coming to Amazon Prime on the 29th of July for season five. So that's the season that previously gone out on AMC. It's now coming to Amazon Prime. Coroner season two of that comes to Sky Witness on the 29th of July at 9pm. That was one of the uh, ex-Universal shows which managed to escape and make it over. <laughs> yes, I do hope they bring some of the others across. Muppets Now, which is coming to Disney Plus on the 31st of july i i'm far more excited about this than i possibly should be <laughs> what do you watch first on that night muppets or the umbrella academy it's such a tough choice <laughs> i know i know i well i mean i i may go and watch an episode of muppets just to go and see but uh yes th- that is also the date 31st of july netflix have got umbrella academy season two which i will be binging my way through because i adored the first season of that so much that is going to be one to look out for bull season four that finally lands on Fox UK they announced they dropped it and then they picked it back up again that's on the 3rd of August and 9pm that arrives and then Superstore arrived for the second half of season 5 that's on the 4th of August at 8pm that is landing for the rest of that season although it was one of those affected by the pandemic so I think the last episode is missing which is slightly awkward because America Ferreira was supposed to leave in that episode and then they could shoot it because of the pandemic so she's got to come back afterwards <laughs> although she is heavily pregnant although she might have had the baby by the time they come back to filming it because we were making jokes about the fact she'll probably have to stand behind boxes lots of shots of her kind of saying her goodbyes behind you know from behind a sort of tall yeah. shelf or something <laughs> yeah so we've got that and then little birds one of the many many shows out now that's got little in the title so uh, little birds season one that is coming to sky atlantic on the 4th of august uh, this is set in Tangiers in 1955 in the famous international zone one of the last outposts of colonial decadence and a culture shock in more ways than one for troubled American debutant Lucy Savage played by Juno Temple could be quite interesting that coming to Sky Atlantic on the 4th of August so yes lots to get into this week there is some mm. new stuff coming about that. Superstar Muppets Umbrella Academy um, I'm still watching Coroner season one so I'm hoping that will just lead into season two by the time I finished it yeah. Um, so yeah it's, it's a quite a good uh, uh, array of programs even though I thought it was supposed to be quietening down <laughs> yeah, yes yeah no there, there are still things coming out the thing that amazed me with the October announcements is the amount of horror related shows that are coming out in sort of September October is ridiculous it's certainly in the US I mean less so over here at the moment but I mean you've got all the Walking Dead shows there's the Marvel series Hellstrom which is duet on uh, Hulu in the US there's a whole bunch of other things I've just put a post up which is all the TV trailers from comic card at home so you can go and find them all in one place if you go onto the mm. website and look for that you'll see all the trailers at once so that's everything we have got for this week where can people find you if they want to get in touch if they want to get in touch go over to Grey the Geek and Twitter mainly I'll be talking about my consumer issues but um, I sometimes do <laughs> put stuff on there about TV and film that I'm watching as well good and for other people involved on the podcast you can of course go and find Bex over on Twitch at twitch.com forward slash Trista Bites or Twitch twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites who is streaming pretty much daily and various evenings so go and check her out uh, her content is hilariously funny sometimes unintentionally but uh, <laughs> it's usually very entertaining to watch uh, you've also got Matt over at entertainmenttalk.org who's got lots and lots of podcasts going out over there and we have some new stuff coming up with him fairly soon for us you can visit geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information there is a lot of trailers from Comic Con up there as well you can go and watch those if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post and find us at geektown on twitter or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown or on instagram at geektown uk that's it for us for this week everybody stay safe if you're going out make sure you wear a mask and we will see you next week bye 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 Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.